Hello, friends. This morning, I am looking at John chapter 5, verses 1 to 18. This is actually a really great uh, little story that I haven't really looked at very much before. I just read it a few minutes ago and uh, realized, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with this one. But um, but there's actually some interesting things here that I hadn't really noticed before, and maybe two different ways of reading how this story plays out. So I think there's actually a lot to learn here, um, but let's see where it takes us. So this is John chapter 5, verses 1 to 18. Let's start reading. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. All right, so this is now the second time that Jesus is going up to Jerusalem for a festival. Okay, so he's, we just read about him going and uh, clearing the tables, and it was Passover. And then he went back home, went back to Galilee, and now he's gone back to Jerusalem for another festival. Uh, we're not, it, I don't think we're told which one. Um, so he's gone up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew, Bethzatha. Or uh, Bethesda, you might actually, if you've heard of Bethesda, that's this, uh, which has five porticos, and porticos are just like um, uh, coverings or, anyway, doesn't really matter. Um, there's a pool by the Sheep Gate. There are different gates to get into Jerusalem, a walled city, and the Sheep Gate is, uh, was the closest one to the temple, and it was called the Sheep Gate because... Uh, it is where they brought the sheep through to be sacrificed in the temple. So they'd come in and they get inspected. Are they, you know, of quality to be used in the temple as a sacrifice? Yes. And off they go. So it's really close. Um, and there's a pool there. Uh, and and then here we go. In these, uh, these different porticos of the pool, essentially, uh, lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. Long time. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Um, now this, so it, Jesus asks him, do you want to be made well? The man doesn't say yes. Uh, instead, he just talks about his situation. He just says, I, he's kind of like saying, you know, I'm just trying to get into the water, um, you know, either, you know, taking a bath or to just soothe, you know, whatever he's uh, sick with. We're not actually told. And he just can't get there fast enough before anyone. And, and it all fills up like someone else gets in there before him and he can't get in. And um, so he describes a situation and Jesus says to him, stand up, take your mat and walk. And at once the man was made well, he took up his mat and began to walk. Then we read just before verse 10. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. Now, just a reminder here, when we read the Jews, that's not talking about all Jewish people. Everyone in this story is Jewish. The man, Jesus, uh, everyone is Jewish. When it says the Jews in John, 
it's it's like you need to read that as a uh, code. That's that's basically the uh, religious elites or the religious leaders who end up being basically the opponents of Jesus. And it's a real shame that um, that years later we read this as uh, the Jewish people were opposed to Jesus. We forget that actually everybody <laughs> everybody is Jewish in this story. Um, we talked about that a number of days ago as well, so I'm not going to go into that too much. Um, anyway, they see uh, these opponents said to the man, it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your mat. Uh, but he answered them, well, the man who made me well said to me, take up your mat and walk. And they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take it up and walk? Now, the man who'd been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd that was there. So he didn't actually, I mean, I guess he would have recognized him, but he never got his name, like, I just didn't know who he was, just told him, get up and walk, he did, and turned around and the, and the guy was gone, right? I don't know who it was. Well, later, verse 14, later, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you've been made well, do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. Uh, so Jesus actually finds him in the temple, uh, whether it's Jesus seeking him out or whether the man is in the temple and now Jesus happens to be in the temple and just sort of finds him there. Uh, he then says, oh, you, you have been made well. Look, you have been made well. And uh, then he, Jesus says to the man who he's just healed, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. It's sort of a strange thing for Jesus to say, right? Um, because uh, what does that mean? Like, don't sin anymore? Um, let's hold that for a minute. And I'm going to read a little more of the text. And then we'll look at maybe two different ways of understanding, not just what Jesus says, but what the responses of this man is like this this one that he heals and and how there might be two different ways to read it and I have a preference for which one um but but we'll we'll come to that so this is just after that so do not say anymore so that nothing worse happens to you and then it says John uh 5 starting at verse 15 the man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well therefore the Jews which reminder that's just Jesus opponents Therefore, they started persecuting Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father is still working and I am also working. And for this reason, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling God his own father, thereby making himself equal to God. So like the stakes just got raised way up. And uh, so now... Not only is he breaking the Sabbath, he's claiming that Jesus is, or God is his own father, making himself equal to God, which they would say is now entering the realm of blasphemy. And they're now trying to figure out how can we kill Jesus? So this has gone from just maybe a, a, a minor kind of annoyance at this new teacher who's coming in. This was, oh, this was the guy who came over and turned all the tables over at the last festival. And now he's here again. And it's now escalated to the level of we need this guy to be taken out. Um, he's got to go. So huge turning point actually in the gospel of the, the stakes have been raised here for the first time in the gospel where we read about 
um, major, major opposition to Jesus. Uh, now, I said there was going to be two readings um, in how we understand what is going on here. So, and this hinges on really when uh, when the man goes um, after he's encountered Jesus again in the temple, and Jesus says. Uh, you've been made well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. And um, the man goes away, tells the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. One way of reading this is he goes and tells on Jesus, right? So he's this man has already talked to these religious leaders and they've said, it's not lawful to carry your mat on the Sabbath. You shouldn't be doing that. And he said, but the guy who healed me, he said, to carry your mat. And that's when they said, well, who, who was that? And he said, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't see me disappeared. But then when he does see him, he encounters Jesus again. And Jesus says, don't sin anymore. So that nothing worse happens to you. Uh, then he goes and he tells the Jews. So is he telling on Jesus? Is he saying, ah, now I know it's him over there. Um, it's this, uh, it's this Jesus. And and I'm and I'm going to tell on him so that you, so that this plot against him can happen. Like, is that what the man is doing? Maybe. And actually, that's a pretty common reading of what's going on. Is that this guy uh, who Jesus heals is sort of uh, reluctant and maybe disobedient, right? Like he, um, when Jesus even asks him, "Do you want to be made well?" He's evasive. <laughs> is the reading is that he doesn't say yes. He just says, well, I've just been, he complains like what a complainer he's, I can't get into the pool. Like I, if you could just fix that for me. Um, but a different way of reading it is that he's not a complainer, that he's actually legitimately, it's really hard to see when you've been ill for 38 years. It's, it's pretty hard to see a random stranger shows up and says, do you want to be made well? And, and he just asks for, the, the 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 smallest thing he can ask for, which is, I, I just I need help to get in the pool. Um, he doesn't. He's not going to go all the way. He doesn't know who it is who's talking to him. He doesn't realize that that Jesus actually does have the power to heal him until Jesus does it. So, I like this reading that it's an unfolding for this man, much like other characters in the Gospel of John. It's an unfolding of who Jesus is for this man. And so when he goes to the religious leaders, once he realizes, oh, I now know it's Jesus, and he goes to tell them, he's not, the second reading is he's not telling on Jesus. The second reading is that, um, and actually this is supported by the Greek, I went and looked this up, is that the word tell is almost always used in the Gospel of John with a connotation of announce. And in all the other places that it's used, I think it's used four other places if I'm remembering correctly, it's always used in a positive sense about announcing something good or announcing something good about Jesus. And so here he goes and announces that it is Jesus. So Jesus says to him, don't sin anymore because there are worse things than being ill and having access to the pool. Like things could go even worse, um, you could be stuck in a in a pattern of 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 sin. Now, what is that sin that Jesus is talking about? Well, it might be a couple of things. 
One might be, look, your religious leaders have asked you to identify who healed you. So go and be obedient to them. Go and tell them. Um, Don't stand here any longer. And so now that you know who it is, who did the healing. Um, But it also might be, don't sin anymore as in, you didn't know me before. um, And now you do. So often, uh, the way the Gospel of John talks about these things, it's actually quite rare for the Gospel of John to use the word sin at all. Might only show up one other time, actually. Um, Or just kind of throw out another story, I think, where where Jesus heals a blind man, actually. And, um, but, but there's this, there's sort of like, you believe in Jesus, you have an encounter with Jesus, you identify with Jesus, or you don't, or you're opposed, or you walk away. That's how John's gospel sort of portrays the characters um, in the story. And we'll see that there might be a slight exception to that is that um, that seems to be what it is. But then there's a couple of characters, Nicodemus, who we've already encountered, who ends up in a bit of a gray area, and Thomas, who also ends up in a gray area um, a little bit. So uh, it's not always that simple, but it starts off in a way that simple. There's belief and there's unbelief. There's righteousness and there's sin, if we're going to put it in those terms. Those aren't John the Gospels terms. And so when he says stop sinning, it's kind of like, look, you've now had this encounter with me. Identify with me. To identify with me is to stop sinning, right? To identify with Jesus is to put that life uh, behind you now. And now if the one who healed you that you're now identifying with said, take up your mat and walk, then you take up your mat and walk. In essence, you actually did the right thing. So Jesus saying, stop sinning, is not actually Jesus saying, hey, stop carrying your mat, like that's sin. Jesus is actually redefining, like the religious authorities would have said, carrying your mat on the Sabbath is a sin. You're working. That's, That's work. You shouldn't do that. But Jesus is redefining what even sin means, right? Instead of saying it's like, you know, these moral codes or these things that this list of things that you can and can't do. No, no, no. Actually carrying your mat and doing as I told you, that is not sinning. That's identifying with me. And the best, the kind of the highest form of that in John's gospel, we saw with the Samaritan woman in John 4 is, um, not just identifying with Jesus, but telling others about Jesus or announcing Jesus. So in essence, what the man does when Jesus says, see, you have been made well, you've been physically made well, now spiritually be well, as in stop sinning is the, is the code word for that, right? Spiritually be well. And and the man's response to that is to go and announce even to Jesus' opponents Jesus made me well, or if we want to put some words to that, he's the one who makes people well. And he's the one who also can say things like pick up your mat and walk, even if it's a Sabbath day. So 
he I, he's uh, this I I like the second reading of this man as identifying with Jesus and announcing Jesus even to the people who are going to be Jesus' opponents. And then we read, and therefore they started to persecute Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. And Jesus answered them, and this is such a great answer. My father is st- is still working, and I'm also working. It's sort of a weird answer, but let's remember what the th- what the Sabbath is. Uh, It's a day of rest, and it's supposed to be, right, you don't do any work on the Sabbath day. And so they're they're persecuting Jesus because he's he's working on the Sabbath. And Jesus' response is, well, God's still at work, so so then I am, right? Um, If the Father's working, then the Son is working. Like, that's, that's the deal. And that just makes them even more mad. So because not like he's he's breaking the Sabbath. He's also um, admitting to breaking the Sabbath, which like just outright saying it. And then the biggest deal for them is that he's calling God his own father and uh, and thereby making himself equal to God. And, uh, and that's a big, big problem for the religious authorities of that time. And that's where this reading ends. So I th- actually think there's some fascinating things going on in this reading in John 5, the opening of that chapter. And um, yeah, I hope this has given you a few things to think about and what this might mean. Again, it just seems like this recurring theme throughout John is this come and see, this encounter with Jesus and how... Um, how Jesus really changes things for people. Um, and here in this case, it's a physical healing, but then a spiritual identification. I, I, I like that idea behind this uh, text. So yeah, maybe that's what we're, what we're talking about. Maybe that's the theme of John's gospel. I think it seems to be developing as this abiding in Jesus, coming and seeing and, uh, and allowing Jesus to do what Jesus is going to do um, in our in our lives. Um, so yeah, Jesus comes, the start of this, Jesus comes with this big ask, do you want to be made well? And um, we're not always great with those big asks. Um, I think a lot of times we'll respond like the, the man at the beginning of this story, not standoffish, but just, oh, if only I could just have this little thing. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 I can, I can do so much, like I can heal your whole being, um, your body, mind, soul, it's all on the table. Don't just ask for the, for the little small thing. Um, so there's a, a lot going on here. When you come to Jesus, come and see Jesus, there's actually a lot going on um, and so much available in that relationship with him. So I'm going to leave it there. And uh, yeah, hopefully you're able to tune in uh, for more of these as we continue on with John's gospel. Take care.